Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, to the podcast talking about Richard Legallien and Lawrence Binion. Uh, but first, let's do a bit of uh, housekeeping, I guess, housekeeping. I was thinking about, we've got one book left to read, and I didn't find much online about this book, but I did find a couple of reviews that were pretty positive. So, fingers crossed, it is a good book. I'm looking forward to reading a good book. The poems have been a real experience, you know, something I'm so glad I did because I am not a poems guy, you know, and I wish I was. And even now, having read all these poems and discussed them to some degree and thought about them a little bit, I still don't feel like I'm a poetry buff, you know. Um... So, but it, it's inched me closer, you know, when the topic of poets come up, I've got a small claim to fame that I have read every single poem in this book. <laughs> so that's something. Um, but what was I saying? Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading a book, but I think I need to take a couple of weeks before we do it. So what I'm thinking is we round out these poems. It'll take us a few more days. Then, that'll be close to the end of January at that point, we take February off and we come back on March 1st and we start reading Hail and Farewell. Um, I'm just floating that idea and we can use that time as well to try to drum up a little bit of enthusiasm from the people in this subreddit, in the sister subreddits, the Year of War and Peace subreddit, places like that. So hopefully get some more people involved for this last reading. Um, We've got our core folks here. We all know that. We've got our MVPs. But I think we can all agree we'd like to go out with, um, I don't know, a bit more life in the subreddit, right? A little bit more life in the community. Um, Because the poems tend to uh, extinguish the flame a little bit around here. Not going to lie, the, the, the listen, listenership of the, po- the podcast goes down during these poems, um, and as does the, the, the um, participation from the subreddit community, other than our core people. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I would like to do. Um... Also, yeah, there's personal reasons too. The the whole baby thing is making time um, a precious commodity for my in my days, and I've got a lot on my plate with work at the moment, and I've also got a lot on my plate with my editing work, um, a job that I committed to a long time ago, editing a, a mate's book, um, is now uh, he's finished the book. And so I want to help him do that. And I'm just like, man, I want to, I really want to help you do this, but I just don't know when I'm going to fit it in my day. So again, that's another reason why I would like to, to take February off. Anywho, let's kick on with today's episode, Richard Legallian and Lawrence Binion. I'm not going to lie. When I just read these names uh, before, um, they didn't ring a bell. I must have been really tired last night during the podcast because both of those names are uh, unfamiliar to me. 
Um, so they went in one ear and out the other. But Swim says the moment she tells us La Gallienne embarked upon his writing career after being introduced to Oscar Wilde. Around 1888, the two briefly became lovers. Wilde and La Gallienne remained friends after their physical relationship ended. La Gallienne worked as a freelance poet, book editor, magazine contributor, translator and journalist well into the 20th century. He has been described by some critics as a relatively obscure English poet with an excess of romantic sensibility and an age of irony. Born in the late 19th century, he was one of those so-called aesthetes of the 1890s. The aesthetic movement denounced the sober morality and middle-class values that characterised the Victorian age and embraced beauty as the chief pursuit of both art and life. The movement is often considered to have ended with Oscar Wilde's trials, which began in 1895. In doing so, it cleared the path for the emergence of modernism in the 20th century. Interesting. I do find that very interesting. I would like to know more about that. Lawrence Binion is now best remembered for his World War I poem For the Fallen and his translation of Dante Algahiri's Divine Comedy, which he translated in its original Terzo Rima, a remarkable undertaking, much admired by Ezra Pound, T.S. Eliot and other younger poets. Over time, the third and fourth stanzas of the poem, usually now just the fourth, have been claimed as a tribute to the casualties of war, regardless of country. Here is the poem and it's quite moving. Uh, there's a YouTube link to the poem there, Fall of Fallen. The Spirit of England, uh, OP80, is a work of chorus, orchestra, and soprano tenor soloists in the movements by Edgar Elgar. Um, all right, so there's some music set to it as well. Lovely, lovely. Let's push on, shall we? Oh, golly, I'm yawning. There's <laughs> another t- tired night. Okay, and our poet, first poet, is called A.E. I guess that was his pseudonym, just A.E. And in brackets it says George William Russell. 1853. By the margin of the great deep. When the breath of twilight blows the flame, the misty skies... All its vaporous sapphire, violet glow and silver gleam with their magic flood me through the gateway of the eyes. I am one with the twilight's dream. When the trees and skies and fields are one in dusky mood, every heart of man is wrapped within the mother's breast, full of peace and sleep and dreams in the vast quietitude. I am one with their hearts at rest. From our immemorial joys of hearth and home and love strayed away, Along the margin of the unknown tide, all its reach of soundless calm can thrill me far above, word or touch from the lips beside. A, the deep and deep and deeper. Let me drink and draw from the olden fountain more than light or peace or dream. Such primeval being as overfills the heart with awe, growing one with its silent stream. The Great Breath Its edges foamed with amethyst and rose, withers once more the old blue flower of day, there where the ether, like a diamond, glows, its petals fade away, a shadowy tumult stirs the dusky air, sparkle the delicate dews, the distant snows, the great deep thrills, for through it everywhere the breath of beauty blows. 
I saw how all the trembling ages passed, moulded to her by deep and deeper breath, near to the hour when beauty breathes her last and knows herself in death. T. Sturge Moore is our next poet from 1870. A duet. Flowers nodding gaily, scent of air. Flowers flowers posied, flowers for the hair. Sleepy flowers, flowers bold to share. Oh, pick me some. Shells with lip or tooth or bleeding gum. Telltale shells and shells that whisper, come. Shells that stammer, blush and yet are dumb. Oh, let me hear. Eyes so black they draw, one trembling near. Brown eyes, cavernous, flooded with a tear. Cloudless eyes, blue eyes, so windy clear. Oh, look at me. Kisses sadly blown across the sea. Darkling kisses, kisses fair and free. Bobber cherry kisses neath a tree. Oh, give me one. Thus sang a king and a queen in Babylon. Cool. Well, that's it for tonight. A couple of poems. Good stuff. Um, And I'll see you tomorrow.